Hello, friends. Hello. Hope you're all doing well today. If you're joining us for the first time, hi, I'm Em. And I'm Tima, and welcome to Bed Buds. Where we fall down the internet rabbit hole together, go on a couple of nerdy deep dives and obsessions along the way, and react to the wildest stories from our friends and the internet. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Y'all... It is cold here today. So cold. It's way too cold for Los Angeles. I don't know what's happening and I don't like it. <laughs> Global warming. Uh, we are both cozied up here mm. to the best extent. Tima's got her sweater on. I'm wearing this vest. Oh, yeah. It's so cute. Yeah, I stole it from my grandmother. Of course. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, just stealing things from the elderly. Wait, did she knit it? It looks knit. Uh, She did not knit it, but my aunt knit it. Okay. For her, not for me. Oh. Um, but it is now in my possession. <laughs> Funny how that happens, huh? Yeah. My grandma is, like, notorious for wearing uh, vests all the time, like, mm-hmm. hand-knit vests. She specifically has this one gray one that is super cute, and I always steal it from her. Um, and it's actually really funny because she, like, fills all of the pockets with used tissues, like, used Kleenex. Oh, like she has like one pocket for clean and one pocket for use Aww. to like throw away later. Yeah. And so I steal it from her a lot mm-hmm. when it's cold and I give it back. Obviously, it's like a joke we have. But every time I take it from her, Kleenex <laughs> is just falling out like there's like a trail behind. Um. So anyway, today I stole it from her mm. again. Mm. It was cold. And then she was like, wait, can I have it back? And I was like, I should just take this from you forever. Mm. Jokingly. And then she was like, I'll trade you. And she pulls out this one from her closet. She's like, you can have this one. Oh, so she traded her clothes for her own clothes. She did. She okay. did do that. Yeah, cool. I, this wasn't my plan. This was not my intention. I did not mean to swindle my grandmother. <laughs> um, but that's where we're at. And I really like it. So Taking yeah. advantage of the elderly? Yeah. Whatever. It's mine now. It's really cute. Knitting is like just such a crazy thing to me. And I can't mm. believe that like a person can just like take yarn and turn it into clothing. Wait, you know that I like knit a scarf, right? You knit a scarf? I did. <laughs> That's super impressive. I did not know you yeah, could knit. Like I okay, I made it really long. Yeah. And I was like, okay, it's about time that I finish this off. And then I realized that I had to look up another video to learn how to finish it off and I just didn't do it. So it's just been undone for about five years now. So you knit a scarf to the point that it was, like, almost ready to wear. Yeah. And then you just didn't. It was, like, four stitches away. (laughs) That's a choice that you made. It is a choice. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, why why don't you go back and finish it? Because now I don't even remember the basic stitch. But you have, one like, one row left. It's not even one row. It's, like, maybe one-fourth of a row. Can you give it to someone who knows how to knit and ask them to finish it for you? Possibly, yeah. I think it would take them like 0.7 seconds. But then like I didn't knit it. <laughs> yeah, it has you're to right. Be that mine, matters. No, I you feel know? you. I feel you. Maybe yeah. in another five years. We'll maybe, see. maybe. Knitting is so crazy to me. I'm an artist. Mm. I'm very, you know, detail oriented and good with like hand-eye coordination. But something about knitting, it's like mm. if you took chopsticks Mm -hmm. which already took me an embarrassing amount of time to learn how to use (laughs) and then you just tied string to them Mm. and then we're just like hello human add sticks to your bone sticks and wrap string around your bone sticks and wiggle the string around into the holes made by the sticks 
You know, you know what's crazy? <laughs> you know what's crazy? Okay, M actually is such a great artist. Like her, her paintings and her drawings are elaborate and extremely detailed. They're so cool and professional. And then she's talking about knitting. Like it's no, it genuinely. Like, I don't get it. I think you could knit. I, I think you could knit. I get so viscerally angry. Mm. Like I've tried to learn multiple times, and mm-hmm. then people are like, "Try crochet; it's easier." And I'm like, "Okay, sounds good." No, really, it's not easier. I just don't like using hooks and sticks okay. on my hands. Like, okay, let me just use my fingers. Maybe it's also because you have to use two of them, right? Yeah, you do. And like, I my left hand is actual garbage. Okay, maybe that's the problem. Okay, okay, I could see that. You know what? Like, I don't think all arts are for all artists Mm. like i wouldn't even consider myself an artist yeah but when i try to paint or draw there's literally tear marks on all of my paintings (laughs) (laughs) i get so frustrated at some point i just start crying and it ends up on the painting that makes me more frustrated because then i have to fix that teardrop (laughs) i wish art was lower stakes i don't know i feel like the opposite of knitting because with knitting there are rules like you can't I can't just completely mess up a scarf and be like, mm-hmm. it's still beautiful. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a pile of yarn. It's not pretty. But like with painting, you can quote unquote mess up and turn that mistake into something really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like Bob Ross it up, you know? Yeah, that's true. I just feel like you can't do that with, with knitting. Yeah. Like no fair. one's going to want to buy or like hang my like half a scarf in a museum. <laughs> that's fair. You know, like my mangled mess of fabric. <laughs> no, but like when I taught art classes, mm-hmm. I had so many students who were like genuinely afraid Mm. to draw and paint because they had been taught, you know, like if you ask like a really, really little kid to draw a house, they might draw like a blob and like a blade of grass and be like, this is my home. And you're Mm. like, yes, beautiful, excellent, original, incredible. And then if you ask a kid above a certain age to draw a house, they'll draw the perfect square with the triangular roof and the chimney and the two windows with like the exact hatch marks for the the window frame Mm -hmm. and like it's always precise because they're taught that yeah and so I felt like that with a lot of these kids in my class I'd tell them what to do and I'd get to them and they'd be staring at a blank page Mm -hmm. holding the pencil like quivering I was like what's up like you're gonna draw and they're like I'm afraid to mess up that's so sad yeah I was like you can always erase. Yeah. Like, what if I rip the page with the eraser? I'm like, oh. I'll give you another piece of paper. Like, it's That's okay. The future overthinkers. Yeah. No, but so many of them were just like, yeah. I don't know. They had been told that they were drawing things wrong. Like, oh no, a flower has to have six petals or whatever. Yeah. And they just had all this fear. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It makes me sad. Like, I know there are a lot of arts that have like very specific rules, like origami mm-hmm. and knitting. Yeah. Stuff like that. But yeah, with painting and drawing, I feel like there's like techniques and methods, but I don't think there are rules. Okay. Yeah. I can see that more so with like painting. Mm. I think drawing. Yeah. Isn't it weird how sometimes when we're raised with a certain standard Mm. of how to do things, we can't even begin things because we're afraid of messing it up? Like this episode? (laughs) (laughs) Like actually starting the episode and just living inside of this tangent for as long as we possibly can. (laughs) We're so bad at transitions. (laughs) We're really bad at it, guys. We're working on it. We promise. If you hear, as you will many times throughout this episode, us just being like, 
<laughs> Should we move on? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're just trying our best. It's give really us some hard. grace. <laughs> Anyways, Em, you want to start us off? Yeah, I'll get us started. Please hold. <laughs> All right. So this one is coming from r slash true off my chest on Reddit, which I think is a pretty new subreddit for me. I've definitely perused a couple times, but I'm not as well versed in it as other subreddits. Okay. Um, but it's very fun. Mm. It's kind of unhinged. And this one is called, My boyfriend told me that he first approached me because of my boobs and I feel awful. Mm. We met at a college two years ago because we shared a class. Mm. He's a funny and handsome guy. And even though I really love him now, at first I found him kind of annoying because he was always talking loud and making jokes with his friends. I've always had big boobs. And until a few years ago, I'd always been ashamed and self-aware of them. So I always tried to hide them with big clothes. Mm. I was often getting catcalled or called names because of it. And it grew to the point where I begged my parents to help me. I switched schools and things got better for a while. And then I came to college and nobody cared about them. Nobody cared about me. (laughs) And it was so fantastic. And I felt so happy that I took my chance and began to dress cuter and just allowed myself and my body to exist as I was. Mm. But I wanted to make sure that I still didn't wear tight clothes with big cleavage, you know, just normal clothes, I guess. Mm -hmm. My experience with guys was bad enough, and when my boyfriend first approached me, I kept my distance. Eventually, we grew closer and began dating, and we've been taking it slow. I was really happy with him. If he hadn't told me, I'd have never guessed that he approached me because of this. He did say he found me pretty, and since I didn't talk a lot, it piqued his interest. I thought that was cute. Last Friday, we attended a Halloween party, and he had been saying he wanted to see me dressed as Jessica Rabbit. I'm no fool, and I knew why. But at this point, we've been dating for a year, and he had seen me naked, and I really like when he dresses with certain t-shirts that show off his arms, so I thought, why not? And I got a Jessica Rabbit costume. The party itself was fine. He drank more than he should have, so I drove him back to his apartment. On the way home, he kept complimenting me and trying to touch me, Like my arms, my face, my legs, just wanted to have his hands on me. I told him off a few times, and then he just sat there quietly while looking at me. Then he just said, when he first approached me, he just wanted to sleep with me to, quote, see how big my boobs were. And then he just talked about our dates and things like that. I felt my heart breaking because, as I said, I'd have never guessed it. I dropped him off, helped him get into his apartment, and tossed him on his bed, He asked if I wanted to spend the night, and I said no. We haven't really talked since, and I don't know how to approach it. He always picks me up in the morning so we can go to school, and since I haven't really said anything, I know it'll be a silent ride, and he'll know. I think it shouldn't matter because I know he's not with me for that anymore, and we didn't even have sex until a few months after that. But it matters. It bothers me. I feel dirty all over again. Mmm. Okay, so um, on one hand, I'm thinking about him mm. and the fact that he was drunk when he said it. Yeah. I don't know if he would have said something like that if he was sober. Mm. Mm. On the other hand, though, hearing mm. that yeah, after a year of being with your partner yeah. and after all of the trauma that you faced from in the past relating to that must be really hard for her. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he knows about the trauma that she's faced in the past around it. Mm. Either way, I think it's like a pretty terrible thing to say. 
But yeah. if he does know about what she's gone through in the past, it like takes it to a slightly different level of unacceptable. Yeah. Um, but what do you think? Like, like I guess, how would you feel if you were her in the situation? Like, how would you handle it? I mean, I would definitely have to have like a sit down conversation yeah. with him about it and explain to him how much that hurt me. Yeah. Um, but you know, obviously he's not with her for that anymore. Mm. They've been dating for a year. Yeah. Um, and they did wait to have sex too, mm -hmm. you know? So like he clearly got to know her and her personality and fell for her yeah. because of those reasons. It kind of reminds me of like the classic like 90s rom-com of like, mm -hmm. um, what is it? Like 10 things I hate about you does this yes. where it's like he starts dating her because of a bet or something, yeah. but then he actually falls in love with her and then she finds yeah. out about the bet and it's the whole thing of like okay but i love you now and it's like okay but you got with me like to make fun of me or right. like you weren't taking me seriously right right i don't know like and in those movies they do always forgive them yeah it's i guess it's harder in real life especially when it's related to something so mm. physical yeah that's like so icky of him to say like i only wanted to get with you to see how big they were like i feel like it was a very <sighs> drunk thing definitely to say definitely you know and i think it matters how he reacts to her having a conversation mm. with him about it because if he was like defensive or anything then that's a red flag but if he's like oh apologetic about it right yeah it's a different story and I think it's forgivable. That's yeah. really true. If he's just like, it's not a big deal, get over it. Mm -mm. I'll get over you instead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot of the comments kind of touch on what you mentioned. It's actually a really, really split yeah. group of people here. Yeah. Um, a lot of folks saying maybe that's why he got with her, but he obviously is with her for other reasons now. Mm -hmm. Someone said, could they be what first caught his attention? Definitely. But to be in a relationship with someone for that long means there's a real connection. And it sounds like you were happy with him before this incident. Does he know the full history about them and your past experiences? Mm -hmm. Maybe sit down and have an open and honest conversation with him and tell him exactly how he made you feel. Yeah. This got a lot of upvotes and then they said, edit. Of course, my most upvoted comment of all time is about breasts. <laughs> <laughs> like, oof. <laughs> um, but yeah, so a lot of people kind of said that. Then there are a lot of other people saying um, it would be no problem if he just said he was attracted to her because of that. Right. But he said he only wanted to sleep with her to see her breasts when she's naked. Mm. And that's why he approached her. That's the problem. Mm. It is an icky thing to yeah. say. I'll admit that. I'm hoping that he's matured since then. Yeah. Also, again, very drunk thing to say. <laughs> Do you think he meant it? Like... So here's the thing, right? For me, I have a very high alcohol tolerance. I've never mm -hmm. actually gotten drunk to the point of saying things that I don't mean or mm -hmm. doing things that I don't mean. Okay. So I don't have that frame of reference, but I know a lot okay. of people talk about, I didn't mean it. I was drunk. That's not something I would ever normally say. I just slipped up. Mm -hmm. So do you think like because he was drunk, he said something that he doesn't even think? Or do you think these are his genuine thoughts and it's just coming out because he doesn't have a filter? Oh, um, I think... It is genuine, mm. but not something that he would say like that if he were sober. Okay. You know, because I don't really fault him if he felt that way once, but changed now mm, and okay. is like more mature now. Okay. Um, But the way he said it. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, this is why. Yeah. This is why. And I haven't really changed. I just like you now more because of your personality, but. 
Like, I don't think that was wrong for me yeah. to feel that way back then. There is another layer of this mm-hmm. that I want to make sure we touch on, which is the fact that so he asked her to dress up as Jessica Rabbit, right? Mm-hmm. Which is fine. Like she said, she likes it when he wears certain T-shirts that show off like his body in a particular way. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's totally fine. Um, But on their way home, he's complimenting her. He's touching. She says, he kept trying to touch me on my arms, my face, my legs and mm-hmm. wanted to have his hands on me. I told him off a few times and he sat there quietly while looking at me. Then he said when he first approached me, he just wanted to sleep with me to see how big my boobs were. Mm. So part of me is like, did he say that? Like, again, still drunk, right? That hasn't changed. But like, did he say that almost spitefully because she wouldn't let him touch her in that moment? Oh. Like, that's how I read it. Of Like, he's like touching, touching, touching. And she's like, no, stop. And he's like, I only wanted to get with you for this anyway. Like, that's kind of how I read it. Okay. I didn't think of it that way in that kind of context. Yeah. It's icky regardless of whether you're sober or you're drunk. Yeah. Like that that's so that's so messed up. Yeah. I don't know. Like maybe people I don't think anyone else in the comments read it that way either. Mm-hmm. So like maybe that's just me, but that's the way I took it of like he sat quietly oh. for a moment, and he thought about it, and then he was like, Well, that's the whole reason I approached you. Mm. While you were reading it, I thought of it more like he was like just sitting there. Mm. And looking at her, and it just popped up. That's, like a that's probably actually more up. accurate because he's drunk. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, I oh, think yeah. boobs. And then the train of thought, yeah. like, <laughs> like, okay, the stop thing- at the next station. <laughs> no, exactly. It's like, we actually just don't know his personality. That's we don't true. know how he treats her on a regular basis. Mm. And I think if we had more context in that way, we could maybe like see mm. where his head was at. Okay. Um, Regardless, I think approaching someone for that reason is disgusting. It's messed up. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, well, do I agree? I guess we all like approach people like to a slight extent based on physical attraction. No, but to be like, oh, I just wanted to sleep with you to see how yeah, big your no, boobs were. Right, right. Well, I when you put it like that, yeah, 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 because yeah, yeah. that's that's what, what he's like saying. Like, right? oh, I love her eyes. Or even, like, I love her body, but, like, Or, no, even just being, like, oh, she has, like, really pointed. nice breasts. Like, yeah. let me talk to her. Fine. Whatever. But being, like, oh, she has yeah. big boobs. I want to see how big they are, so I want to sleep with her for that reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is icky. It's gross. <laughs> Especially because they knew each other as friends. It's not like he saw her yeah. at a club and was, like, ooh, her. Yes. They knew each other, and he was, like, thinking about it, like, I wonder how big those are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Icky. Icky. Icky boy. No. Um, But let us know what you think. Honestly, like. Okay. Okay. I do want to say though, like, he could have matured from that. Mm. You know. Yeah, and and it sounds like he has. I mean, I I think he has. It's just like it was a drunk moment, and she just really needs to talk to him and see where his head is at, and like, hopefully, he apologizes and (laughs) does not say anything like that in the future. Hopefully, because that was really out of pocket. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um. But. But. Let us know what y'all think mm. listening. Like, yeah. how did you hear that interaction? Mm. Does that bring up anything for you? Because people in the comments were extremely divided. Mm. Um, so yeah. I'm really curious to know y'all's thoughts. Yeah. And with that, insert transition here. <laughs> uh, do you want to read your next story? Yeah, for sure. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> All right. So this next story is coming from Reddit and it's coming from r slash am I wrong? Am I wrong? Okay. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Okay. Am I wrong for considering a divorce from my sixth spouse? Mm -hmm. 
I, 41 male, have been married to my wife, 40 female, for 16 years and have two wonderful children that I adore. I've been struggling for the last handful of years because my wife has been battling unknown health issues that have made her participate less and less in the family. She's typically in bed for 12 hours out of the day and usually only goes to sleep late, around 3 a.m. She experiences frequent migraines and various inflammation-related issues and is taking medication for depression. I've tried to do what I can to support her by researching doctors and treatments to explore. I've recommended she also try therapy since I know she has some family issues in her past she hasn't sorted out. She takes some steps to try to make progress, but those steps are few and far in between, and usually at my prompting. I know she's frustrated by having tests come back as normal. I also worry she doesn't properly manage her pain. She doesn't explore the migraine pain medications to alleviate the symptoms that plague her. All this has translated into years of me having to bear most of the burden of keeping the family running, fixing, maintaining the house, doing vast majority of the household chores, and spending quality time with the kids on the weekends, and planning family events. I work in a high-stress job, and I'm the sole breadwinner for the family. Our sex life has been non-existent for over five years. When she's awake, she's usually sedentary and watching movies by herself. She is able to drive the kids to and from school and after school activities and occasionally has the ability to do some of the dishes. So she does contribute somewhat. There is a part of me that wants to persevere and stand by her because she is the mother of our children and there is still love between us, however faint. But a growing part of me wants more. I want someone who wants to go to dinner with me, someone who supports me when I'm having a bad day, someone who is awake for breakfast and wants to talk to me, someone who can help shoulder the burdens of life. Right now, I feel perpetually tired, alone, and starved for any type of affection. I've told her what I need, but I feel those hard conversations only put more stress on her, and nothing really changes. If I get a divorce, it would be very hard on my children, decimate the finances I've labored for so many years to establish, and honestly, I don't know how she would manage on her own. But if I stay, I worry I won't be able to find a way to be happy again. Am I wrong even thinking about divorce, especially since I know she's battling these unknown health issues? Oh my gosh, what a moral quandary. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I don't know how to answer this. Actually, I do have an opinion and okay. I'm worried it's the wrong hear. one. Don't roast me all. I don't know. I Wait, how long has she been like this? Um, it says last handful of years, but they haven't been having sex consistently for like five years. <sighs> okay. I uh, I don't think he would be wrong. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't this know. Is, this is such a rough one because I, I have the same, like, yeah, internal conflict as you, you know? Um, it's not her fault Mm-mm. at all, obviously. She's really struggling. And a part of me is like, well, when you choose to marry someone... It's in sickness and health. Yeah. But also, I don't know how it would be like to be in this kind of situation. Like, it's so hard to speak from my perspective because I know so little. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm like, I'm fully like, I, I know I just said what my opinion is, but I'm immediately taking it back. Like, I'm so split. I'm so 50 yes, 50 on this too. because I think. It's different than her having a known 
illness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If it was like, I don't know, my wife has this this specific disease. These are the symptoms that we can expect. These are right. the ways that it will affect her life. These are the treatments. Like we're working on getting her treated. I feel like the knowing is really helpful. And obviously for her too, none of this is her fault. I'm sure she would also love to know what she has. Yeah. It sounds like she's getting really confusing test results. But I think that's probably part of what he's feeling is that just just like what even is happening. Yeah. And like five years is so long to be in that limbo state. <sighs> Bye. Okay. Okay. Here's here's what I'm thinking. Like, if I put myself in this woman's pos- position, yeah, right? It would destroy me. Yeah. A hundred percent. It would destroy me if someone left me because of something I literally could not control. And okay, also one part that really got to me um, was when he was like, I want someone who wants to go to dinner with me, someone who supports me when I'm having a bad day, someone who is awake for breakfast and wants to talk to me. Yeah. And I'm like, like, I get what you're saying. But that's so, so hurtful. Yeah. Because it's not her fault. It's not It's not her fault at yeah. all. And so, yeah, I feel the exact same thing you're feeling of, like, if I were him, I would be feeling all these feelings. And if I were her, yes. I would also be like, yes. no, you are my lifeline. I would be literally broken, devastated. Like, yeah. it would absolutely, I think, negatively impact my healing. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I could definitely, like, place myself in both situations and understand. Yeah where either one is coming from which is a hard thing okay personally what would you do if you were him or what do you think you would do in this kind of situation i think i probably would stay actually like i would not call him a terrible selfish human yeah for leaving yeah i think i would stay yeah and i would find other means of fulfillment yeah like i would pour myself into our kids and I would find a hobby mm-hmm. and try to find ways to like incorporate my wife into that. Like he said that she spends all of her time when she's feeling good watching movies alone. Mm-hmm. I would try to pull her out of that and be like, can we watch movies together? Yeah. From this time to this time, once a week, we all pile into mom and dad's room and like watch movies together. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I do wonder why that's not something that she's recommending. Like maybe it's the time of day. Like maybe the kids are at school at that time. But yeah. I do wonder, like, why the kids aren't watching movies with them during that time, or why she's not watching them with him. Yeah. Um, and then right, this is what I said with the back and forth thing. Because then there's the parts where he's like, well, she does take them to school mm-hmm. and do the dishes. So I'm like, she's doing she's what she can. Trying. She really is. Oh, like gosh. that's that's the hard part. Like if it was me. I would stay, you know, yeah. like I-, I wouldn't leave even if it was hard. Mm-hmm. And I think I would do my best to communicate with them yeah. and make something work. Right. Yeah. And like if I even see them trying in the times that they can, that would mean the world to me. Yeah. That would be enough for me. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think the thing that if I were him, I think the thing that would frustrate me the most and what frustrated me the most listening to this mm-hmm. is um, the fact that he's like trying to push her to get treatments or to look into treatments and she's not doing that. So right. like with the migraine treatment, right. like if she's like having migraines that are so bad to the point that she's bedridden, not interacting with the family, not interacting with him, like it's effect, it's clearly taking a toll on her life Yeah, as 
her spouse, I would be pushing. Like, I would be like, hey, like, do you need me to call mm. the doctor? Like, mm. what's going on? Let's get this figured out. Like, I yeah. would be, like, pounding on doctor's doors. Yeah. Or, like, if, if she's not able to do that herself, I would I would be helping out with that. Yeah. So I think that's, like, the thing where I can see frustration there. Like, if she's been complaining about migraines for five years and, mm-hmm. like, that's taken such a toll, but she's not actively taking steps. Um. Yeah, so I think that might also be because she's exhausted. Yeah, like, there's one part totally. where she says, like, mm. okay, he says, I know she's frustrated by having tests come back as normal. Right. So it does seem like she's getting a lot of tests done. That's true. And trying to figure out what's happening, but it's not working. And, like, when that's happening to you, yeah. I think it does get frustrating to a point where you're like, no, like, leave me alone. I don't want to keep doing this that's, stuff just to get true. negative results. Yeah. 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 This is one of those ones where I think just, like, there's no good solution unfortunately like i think i would stay Mm. if it were my friend i would probably recommend that he try to stay but if he's literally like i'm unhappy and i will never be happy in this situation i would just say buddy do whatever you think is best like i wouldn't be like leave her but i'd be Mm -hmm. like you're gonna make the decision that you're gonna make and i'm not gonna abandon you as a friend for it like it's not like earth-shatteringly terrible thing to do it's not like an evil thing yeah like he he has like somewhat valid reasons and he is the breadwinner and he is also on top of that taking care of the kids in the house so Mm -hmm. i'm sure it's a lot of burden on him yeah that's big i can't understand yeah um but also you know what this kind of reminds me of when women get cancer yeah and they're given a pamphlet by nurses essentially telling them that their husband will probably leave them. No, that's not a thing. It's a thing. Oh my god. It's a thing when women get cancer, their husbands usually leave whereas when husbands get cancer, the wives stay. Oh gosh, that's actually disgusting. It's so so gross. Um and I don't want to say that this is the same situation, but it's like yeah. it's just reminding me of that. No, you're you're right though, yeah. like I think the difference for me is like the 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 mystery aspect of it, the mm-hmm. duration. Like, mm-hmm. if you leave right when she gets the diagnosis, versus like he's put right. in like years. That's true. That is the that's difference part here. Of it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I would I would probably recommend like first recourse, like try like try your darndest to, to like stay and like find other. And you know what? Like means the thing happiness. is, he might have he might have tried. It's been that. over like five years. Yeah. yeah. So that's a long time. That is a long time. It's just... Yeah. ah, It's such a tough one. That's really hard. This feels very much like a trolley problem kind of scenario. Like, I I genuinely don't have a great answer for this. I think at the end of the day, it comes down to the person. You know, some people are more fulfilled in other things, and they're okay with staying in a situation like this, and other ones want more from their partner. Yeah. Um, I would be crushed, though. I would be yes devastated, crushed, broken if I were her. Yes. Absolutely. Like, no question about that. Absolutely. Like, you're trying your, you're, you're pouring your entire soul and being and all of your energy into fighting mm-hmm. whatever is going on with you. Yeah. And, like, to not, like, that your support system gets lost. Like, oh. Someone who was supposed to stay with you in situations yeah. like uh. this. It's a really rough one. No, y'all, I don't yeah. know. I, I'm going to I'm going to rescind 
Am I allowed to just say I don't have an opinion? Because <laughs> like, I'm the same way. Yeah. Like, this one was really tough for me because usually we both have pretty strong opinions. Yeah. Um, But this one, like, yeah, putting myself in either situation, it's just painful. What do the comments say? They were essentially in the same boat as us. Okay. Some were saying that it's okay to leave, and then others were like, you need to tell her now exactly mm. how you're feeling so it's not like a complete shock to her Definitely. and give her some time to like get her accounts and stuff in order so she's not just like blindsided by it which yeah. i fully agree with absolutely um yeah that's, that's i will say on that note i mm-hmm. do find it interesting one of the things you said uh if he divorces her mm-hmm. like his children will be heartbroken and also like it would something about how it would like affect him financially yeah yeah i did think that was really interesting because Mm -hmm. if i were him Mm -hmm. and thinking about the consequences of this potential divorce Mm -hmm. i'd be like okay pros maybe i feel happier cons my kids are really sad my wife is absolutely crushed and potentially gets more sick Mm -hmm. i would not go straight to finance like my personal finances and also also let me just say I would be thinking, how can I use my finances to make sure that she's protected after this? Yeah, exactly. You know? Like, if I do this, I'm going to set money aside for yes. her. Not being like, oh, dang it, I'm going to lose I'll all this lose money. It. Yeah, that's, uh, that's yeah. a little weird. Especially since this is the mother of your children. Yeah, I guess he is wrong for that one. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty... Every single one of these stories has, like, I'm trying to like OP, and then there's always, like, that one little sus breadcrumb. Yeah, and it of, kind like, of... oh, you kind of do sus. That's, like, it kind of... It's kind of a window into their character. Yeah. When they slip up and say little things like this, you're like, okay. You're so right. Because they're asking for yeah. advice, and I think they're open to being told that they're wrong, but they're yeah. definitely trying to, like, put their best Steer. foot forward. Yeah, for sure. So, so comments like that really do kind of make me think, like, you're not really thinking about her you kind of are falling into that statistic of men who leave sick wives yeah definitely oh gosh Mm. yeah well let me try to lighten the mood a little bit (laughs) i've got a really fun one for us all right um have you heard of scam baiting no okay so it's like this whole genre there's youtube videos about Mm -hmm. it and apparently uh there's like a whole subreddit called r slash scam bait but basically it's when people um Either purposefully reach out to a scammer or wait until a scammer reaches out to them. I love these videos. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. And then they basically try to bamboozle the scammer. So you don't try to get money off the scammer, but you just try to like waste their time. Yeah. For as long as possible. Yeah. It's really fun. I'm like, I want to get scammed. I've only ever actually gotten scammed. I've had my information stolen. You've gotten scammed before? Yeah. Can can we hear about that? It wasn't anything interesting. I literally just got my credit card information stolen like multiple times. Oh, like nothing fun. All right, never mind. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So this is a really fun one. This mm-hmm. is it's just a series of screenshots. Okay. Um, from Facebook Marketplace messages, and the post is called "Guy was using my address for a Facebook Marketplace scam." He says, "Guy was advertising a bunch of stuff on Facebook Marketplace and sending people to my address after taking a deposit for items." I decided to mess with him a little bit. So OP reaches out to this scammer on mm. Facebook whose name is Gilbert. Obviously fake name, so I'm going to say it. Uh, Gilbert so- is a very real name. But <laughs> no, no, like, it's not like, I'm like if your name is Gilbert, you're a liar. <laughs> I mean, the scammer probably didn't use his real name. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, so OP says, 
Hey buddy, I'm interested in some of the things you have advertised on the classifieds. Are they still available? Gilbert says, what are you interested in? OP says, I need a snowblower. Gilbert says, 220. OP says, what's the condition of the item? And please send a picture. Mm-hmm. Gilbert says, in good condition and sends pictures of the snowblower. Okay. OP then just kind of starts asking for all the details. So he says, provide me with the manufacturer, model, year, number of the odometer of the snowblower. Uh, please provide me of a video of the snowblower in operation, just a video of it running. So he's like asking all these kinds of questions, mm. which Gilbert answers diligently. Okay. These are like normal questions you would ask someone on Facebook Marketplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then <laughs> Gilbert says, it works well and is in good condition. You can come by 1 p.m. tomorrow and then we test it together. <laughs> OP says, my friend, how can I trust? Gilbert says, am a devoted Christian and being sincere. Just keep my word. <laughs> OP says, I am reassured to hear that you are a Christian. Which church do you belong to? I am very happy to be doing business with a devout man. <laughs> Gilbert says, Catholic church. <laughs> Gilbert also says, can you make a deposit now to secure it for you and balance me when you come to pick it up? Because I have a lot of people contacting me about it. Mm. I can keep it for you until then. If you pay a deposit now, I won't open talk with anyone else about it and mark it sold on your name. Mm -hmm. This is my address. OP's address. Okay. You can cash app or Venmo me $100 to secure it for you and mark it sold. Kindly send screenshot for payment confirmation. Thanks. OP. Okay, but because this is a Venmo business account that I'm using, I will need you to answer some security questions. This is so I can write off the purchase of the snowblower on my taxes. Are you prepared to answer the questions? Gilbert says, send via family and friends. OP, I can send via family and friends, but my account is business, so I need you to answer the questions. There are three questions. My accountant has me ask these questions before he liquidates my assets so that I can complete payment. First question is, If I have five apples, and I buy three more apples, and then sell two apples, and eat two apples, how many apples do I have? I'm sorry, I know these questions are strange. It's just to make sure you are not AI. Gilbert says, you have four left. OP says, that is correct. Are you ready for the next question? (laughs) The fact that he's actually doing the math. Gilbert says, K. OP says, the more you take... The more of me you take, the more you leave behind. What am I? Gilbert says, dark. OP says, I'm sorry, Gilbert. That is not correct. (laughs) Gilbert says, darkness refers to the absence or absence of light. OP says, the answer is footsteps. You have one more chance. You need to get this last question correct or my accountant will not liquidate my funds. (laughs) Gilbert says, ooh. (laughs) Just O-O-H. Opie says, are you ready? Make sure you are ready because you will only have one attempt and I really want the snowblower. Uh. So I'm hoping you will get this correct. Gilbert says, someone else just messaged me about it right now and she is ready to reserve it. Just letting you know because you were the first person to ask. Do you want to reserve it or should I pass it on? Opie says, I want it so badly. <laughs> Gilbert says, I'm sick of the game. <laughs> Opie says, please just ask, answer this last question so that we can proceed. It's no game. Gilbert says, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> OP says, we are both Christians. I would never deceive you. You know I am a man of God like yourself. <laughs> I love when they start getting angry. It's so good. Gilbert says, do I look like a fool? <laughs> OP says, I will pay you the entire 220 on Venmo if you can answer the last question tonight. 
immediately after you answer. Gilbert says, what is your question? I know you are taking advantage of me. <laughs> Opie says, okay, final question. If I have seven apples and I buy six apples and I eat three apples and sell four apples, how many do I have left? Gilbert says, six. Opie says, yay, congratulations. I can now Venmo you the $220. Because it is a business account, you need to accept the payment on Venmo. Mm-hmm. Gilbert says, send me screenshots for payment proof. OP says, okay, I do have one more small issue, though. I hope you are not upset. But my bank has a $20 fee to do a Venmo transaction at this late hour. If you Venmo me $20, I will Venmo you $240 in return. And then Gilbert blocked OP. <laughs> Iconic behavior. I love that. I love that. At least Gilbert was smart enough not to get scammed. I guess he was in it for a long time. My favorite was when he said, I'm too old for this shit. (laughs) He should just stop there. (laughs) So good. I want to do that so badly. Like, I wish I had the wit to do what OP did. You do. No, I don't. Yeah, That was so impressive. Like, what church do you belong to? <laughs> oh my god like he's so quick with it i love it and gilbert really tried he was yeah. getting into it i think yeah like with like the answering the, the riddles fact that he did the math yeah and answered it he was actually getting into it he's like oh dark darkness is the absence of light i'm like yes gilbert yes gilbert with the riddles <laughs> he really tried he did even though he's so old i know apparently yeah we we actually we really love know. this is actually a gilbert stan account now <laughs> Gilbert Stanbuds. Gilbert Buds. Gilbert Buds. Gilbert Buds. <laughs> oh, so we're just it's just gross noises a clock here. Oh. <laughs> Gilbert Buds. I love it. No notes. <laughs> hey guys, we're back. Uh the camera died while we were busy laughing about Gilby Bub. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Love that guy. <laughs> um, we, Gilby Bub's merch is coming soon. Please stay tuned. Before before our Bed Buds merch. Yeah, no. No, we're just scrapping Bed Buds now. We're scrapping the name. We're scrapping the merch. we got to change the podcast title. This Gilby is Gilby Bub's. <laughs> Gilby Bub's. We are the Gilby Bubs. Uh, ooh, ooh. Okay, okay. You, you heard it here first. All right. All right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Anyways. Well, my Gilby girl. <laughs> you want to go ahead? Don't do this to me. Don't do this to me. Okay, this one is coming from Reddit, and it's coming from r slash am I the asshole. All right. <laughs> am I the asshole for calling my girlfriend a bitch for lying about an emergency to test my commitment? Ooh. Mm. So my girlfriend, 29 female, Andrea, and I, 29 male, have been together for a few months now. Everything had gone smoothly until yesterday when she pulled off a ridiculous stunt. She called me late at night to say that she's seriously injured, having panic attacks that no one else is with her as her parents are out, which was true. They were out. She said that she's also got some chest pain and she thinks that she's dying and that she's in a really bad state and can hardly breathe. She was heaving while she spoke. She begged me to help her, saying that she's already called 911, but she also wanted to let me know. And I was shocked. I took my car to rush towards her house, and it was only after reaching that I found out that she was joking about it. She met me joyfully and said that she only wanted to see how committed I am during an emergency, as that's an essential part of a relationship or something. I lost my my temper. (laughs) I know. I lost my temper and asked her what the fuck her problem was. 
She said that she was just testing me and I got pissed off. I called her a fucking bitch and I told her that I did not deserve to be treated like trash and made use of like that. She was crying by saying that she only wanted to check whether I am a good fit and that I overreacted. I left the house immediately and haven't talked to her since. She's been texting me, but I just ignored her. Am I the asshole? Yo, that is bonkers behavior. Mm. Bonkers banana mm. pants McGee. What is that? Who does that? No, what? How long have they been together? How old are they? A couple months. So they 29. They're both 29. 29? 29. No, you are not about to be acting like that when you're damn near 30. That's crazy. What? It's, first of all, you're not the asshole. No, yeah, sorry. To answer your question, (laughs) no, dude, but you should leave. You need a good. And, like, she was so happy about it. She was so happy that he rushed all the way there in a panic to make sure that she was okay. Oh, my gosh. Well, she did him a favor. Turns out that the test was actually... The other way around, because oh now he knows yes. that she failed. I'm going to read a comment. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so it's like, she was testing your commitment. All she does was prove to you that she doesn't deserve your trust or respect you as a person. Just tell her she made a great commitment test and thank her. Her <laughs> test made you realize that she's not someone you can commit to. Saved you a lot of time and trouble in the long run. Yeah. Mm. Dude, that is so wild. That's like mi- middle schoolers would do that. And then you'd still be like, hey, middle schooler. That wasn't a great move. Yeah. Let's talk about communication. Yeah. But also, I'll forgive you because you're a middle schooler. Yeah, but 29? 29? That's so insane. I wonder if this is a regular thing that she does. It doesn't seem like it because she said because he said that everything had gone smoothly until yesterday. No, but with other relationships oh. too. Like if this is just a thing. Okay, so another part said that she met me joyfully and said that she only wanted to see how committed I am during an emergency as that's an essential part of a relationship or something. So you think that this is like a regular test for her with other folks? So it seemed very casual to her. Like she was justifying it. It is shocking to me if she has done this before Mm. that she's done it before and gotten like good results. I mean, clearly she hasn't. Because those relationships didn't last. But, like, to the point that she did it again. That's true, yeah. Piggypacking off of this, yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about those um, loyalty tests? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Where they set up a whole test for someone. Like, someone's what? partner. And the partner is behind the camera. <gasps> Hold on. Oh, gonna, I know what you're yeah, You know about. what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like those those videos. Yeah. Um, where it's like a best friend comes in and like sits on the couch with the boyfriend. is like, hey, yes. I've always been interested in you. Yes. And like or they set up a whole new scenario yeah. where they like test a woman with this guy's friend pretending that he's like super rich and stuff mm. and see if she'd fall for that. Yeah. It's like a common trope. Also, like, is she a gold digger? Yeah. Kind of Also stuff. bonkers. Banana pants, McGee. Like, Crazy, right? No. Crazy. If someone did that to me, that's an automatic fine. No. We're done. Like, that's like, wild. That's so wild. E- in either direction, like, if the person who did that, like, got caught cheating. Yeah. Th- honestly, you're still not justified. Like, yeah. whoever staged the test, like, I feel yeah. like in that situation, they'd be like, ha, I was right. I caught you. Like, I'm so glad I did this. No. Should he have cheated on you? No. You are still not correct. Like, yeah. this is never in any circumstances, like, an acceptable yeah. way to do things. It's not. It's not. And also, like, when they don't cheat, 
Oh, even worse. Yeah, can you imagine? You're <laughs> like, yay, you're a good partner to me. And they're yeah, like, it's like, they're like, um, you're not a good partner to me. To go to that extent is like extra crazy though. Like to like yeah. film it and have your friend there, or whoever, like yeah. stage the whole thing. And some people, some people like do it as like a, oh, I knew they were going to pass yeah. kind of thing. But to me, that's just a cop out. Like, no. The reason you did this was because you wanted to put them through this test because you did yeah. not trust them. Don't try to play it off as like, oh, I knew they would pass. Do you think those are real though? Or is that just like for content? It really depends. I think some of them are definitely real. Okay. Some of them are real to me. Yeah. But some of them are also like, mm, I think some of them must be for content. Because I've seen, yeah. I see so many people do so many interesting things yeah. for content that make me viscerally uncomfortable. Like all the people who go up to people on the street mm-hmm. and they're like, would you kiss me for a hundred dollars or whatever? I'm like, please exit immediately. Yeah. Like, no. <sighs> yeah. I don't, I don't really like those, but I will say I am kind of obsessed with the like loyalty test. I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed okay. with watching them. Okay. Interesting. Like having it done to me or doing it to someone. Yeah. No, absolutely not. But they are very interesting to watch. Yeah. Um, because most of the time they do cheat. Really? Mm. And you don't think it's you don't think it's fake? I don't think it's fake, no. Um, because it's so elaborately done. Yeah. Like they really put a lot of effort into mm. making it happen. And they also show the times where it like just didn't work out. Like the mm. test itself just failed. Okay. Right. So I do think there's like two people that I watch that do oh, you're like into this do you have like your creators? i used to watch them while i was stretching like <laughs> 15 20 minutes a day i would play a video and watch it while like, doing my yoga or stretching casually watch someone's relationship fall apart <laughs> deep breath child's pose and watching someone else be really sad and tree pose literally what i was doing interesting okay <laughs> I can see why it would be fun to watch. Like, I mm-hmm. am obsessed with reality TV, so yeah. I have no ground to stand on. We literally are making a podcast yeah. where we judge strangers yeah. on the internet. Like, no. <laughs> Facts. It sounds interesting, but but mm. but I think it's wild that people do them. Yeah, and definitely. I think they're all wrong. Every yes. single one of them is. You know what? Yes. No, I take that back. Mm. I think you're wrong if you do it as, like, a loyalty test of, like, you genuinely want to see if your partner is cheating or not. Okay. I do think it's kind of fun. Have you seen those situations where it's like the guy, like the girl finds out that her partner is cheating on her and she knows for a fact she has proof. Yeah. He's cheating on her with like 15 girls. Yeah. And so she'll get all the girls in a room yeah. to like surprise him. That I love. I love that. Yeah. I that is that. peak. Because that is at that peak. point you already know the relationship is done. Like yes. you're just trying to humiliate him, which he deserves. Yeah. So it's different. Yeah, I like that. I, like <laughs> I like that. That's pretty cool. I think they're all fun, but that is something that I would do. Oh, okay. Versus like the loyalty yeah. test I wouldn't do. Okay. So never mess with Fatima, basically. It really depends. Like most of the time I'll just be like, all right, bye. I'm just out of yeah. your life. Like it's not even worth the energy. <laughs> but for something like that, it would be funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> to like you know, embarrass them. There's a whole subreddit. Mm. It's r slash petty revenge, I think. We mm. should look into it. It's like very much people uh. just like getting revenge on people who've wronged them oh. in very petty ways. I just described the words petty revenge. <laughs> and you uh, said it like 50 times. Yeah, we should look into that. Maybe we'll do. Yeah. Okay. A next episode. From there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wild though. I I really hope he gets out immediately and he never looks back. Leave. He needs to leave for sure. That's crazy. Yeah. Hmm? Got a story for me? I do. I do. <laughs> All right.
so this one is actually a little bit heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to put a trigger warning here for domestic abuse. Okay. Um, and this is our last story. So if you don't want to listen to this one, you can just go ahead and end the episode here. Mm-hmm. So this is coming from r slash relationship advice, and it's called Partner 38 Male Got Pink Eye and Is Now Blaming Me, 32 Female. For clarification, I do not have pink eye. We both work with children, and he's a music teacher constantly touching instruments. This morning, I apologized because we are both sick with a cold, and I said, I'm sorry you got so sick. I wonder where the pink eye came from. And he said, you need to wash your hands more. You don't wash your hands enough which seemed to be him blaming me Mm -hmm. for the pink eye. I was hurt and came back about 15 minutes later and expressed that there was no way I had given him pink eye because I did not have it and that he had a much higher chance of getting it from where he worked. Mm -hmm. I was angry and said, why would you blame me for this? I don't have pink eye. He kept repeating, I'm not blaming you. I was just floating an idea and harping on the fact that I don't wash my hands like, quote, a normal person. I put soap on my hands, rub them together, and rinse it off, but I guess I don't scrub as thoroughly as one would like. What? After a silence, I said, well, anyway, I love you. And he said, I'm not saying it back when you're accusing me of something. And I got very heated after that and said, you're blaming me for giving you pink eye. Well, he blew up, yelling from the bed, at least I didn't physically harm you. I said, I didn't harm you either. And he responded, you don't know that. He was yelling all sorts of hurtful things about how now I'm going to go and pretend to be a victim when he was the one, when I'm the one who started the fight. I'm baffled. I don't even know what to do at this point. Edit, he's now throwing away the food I bought for him this morning, smashing the donuts in the trash and breaking cups. He's literally punching the trash. What the fuck? Oh my God. Edit two. As he's having a meltdown in the living room and punching things, he said, you've ruined my only day off by starting a fight with me about this. A normal person would have said, I guess it's possible that I gave it to you and I will wash my hands better in the future, but you had to make it a fight. What do you think? Well, first of all, if he's punching inanimate objects, it's only a matter of time before he redirects that to you. Yeah period that's why i put yeah. the trigger warning in there like he yeah. it's pretty much known there are statistics about this mm-hmm. i don't have them in front of me but it's very clear most domestic abusers don't just like start out by hurting yep. you they'll punch a wall mm-hmm. and then they'll and it like tends to progress it's sequential yeah so that is yeah. very scary mm-hmm. um a lot of the comments obviously touch on this and they yeah. tell op please leave him as quickly and safely as possible your edit shows that he's a violent man mm. not sure if he's always been or if this is the real him coming out mm. it started over something so small yeah and he automatically blamed her for it without taking any kind of accountability no and then he essentially gaslit her yeah about her not washing her hands correctly just so weird it's it's so odd yeah um if she doesn't have pink eye she didn't give you pink eye exactly like it's not like you also work with kids and touch things all the time yeah there's no reason for you to assume that she gave it to you yeah it's a bizarre assumption and he knows that yeah he just wanted to make it a fight he wanted to make her feel 
insecure about something yeah and i think it's probably indicative of like i would assume how a lot of their relationship is of like yeah when things go wrong in his life he Mm -hmm. blames her yeah like i got pink eye therefore you gave me pink eye yeah i lost my job because like i don't know you didn't like cook food on time for me or like whatever like yeah i could totally see that spiraling in that direction as well yes i've had a person like this in my Mm -hmm. life okay um who would just blame other people Mm. every time something happened to them yeah and would never take accountability never say sorry just knowing the person that that person was and their character this kind of stuff is just so typical yeah like it's it's like a blueprint of a it person, totally you know? is yeah have you heard of the narcissist prayer <clears throat> okay um i have it here mm-hmm. it says uh that didn't happen and if it did it wasn't that bad mm-hmm. and if it was that's not a big deal and if it is that's not my fault and if it was i didn't mean it and if i did you deserved it yep it's very much like if you've ever had a narcissist in your life like it's literally yeah. Point by point, they will always follow that. Like, it yes. is a blueprint. Yes, it's a blueprint. It absolutely is. And I've, <clears throat> and I've heard that exact same mm-hmm. thing from this person that I'm th- talking about. Yeah. In every situation, it would be that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's so bad. It's, it's so really, gross. really unfortunate. And I really hope that she leaves him because he's not going to change. No. He's not going to change. He's that's only so starting mm-hmm. now. Like, that's the thing. And that's, yeah. that's what's scary. Yeah. Yeah, someone says um, one of two things is happening here. One, he is gearing up to break up with you for some reason. Mm -hmm. Two, he is abusive and starting to show his true colors. Mm -hmm. He might be stressed, overworked, depressed, whatever, but he has an abusive side to him that these issues are bringing out. Yeah. Pay attention to how he treats you. When when someone shows you who they are, believe them. Mm -hmm. OP said, We've been together for four years, and he goes into nuclear meltdown mode when something overwhelms him. All right. This happens at least three times a year. He has broken a wall by throwing a remote, has abandoned me at a concert because it was too loud, and has straight up packed up and left when we had a fight and I went to our planned date alone. He always settles down and apologizes, but every day I'm a little more on edge and nervous. Yeah, she needs to leave. That's the only solution here. It doesn't get better. It just gets worse. No, she's literally actively walking on eggshells. Like, you should yeah. not say, every day I get more on edge and nervous to mm-hmm. be around my partner. Or insert partner, spouse, parent, like, whatever it is. It's and your I body have, telling you to leave. Yeah. But, like, the thing is, I haven't personally been in, abusive, in an abusive mm. relationship like this. But I have heard from people that it is extremely hard to leave. Oh, absolutely. Because there's, like, a trauma bond there. Yeah. Um. So I can't really speak on it and be like, oh, like, why isn't she leaving? Blah, oh, yeah. Blah, because there's obviously more to the story. But I hope she finds the strength to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the thing. It is incredibly, incredibly, incredibly difficult to leave. Yeah. That's actually one of the things that I love about Reddit in mm-hmm. particular. Like, I feel like Reddit gets such a bad rap for being like, some people like equate Reddit to 4chan and that kind of thing. Oh, which is like really strange to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely been that side to it yeah i'm sure it still is i've never been on those pages (laughs) um but these relationship advice type forums you see so many people specifically who go there with advice about a relationship that is Mm -hmm. definitely abusive and they're not seeing it yet yeah 
And maybe they've told their friends, maybe their friends have tried to help them, Mm -hmm. but something about them putting that there and tens of thousands of strangers saying like, hey, I'm concerned for you. Yeah. People will send them like links to resources. People will say Mm -hmm. like, I'm in your state. Do you need anything? Like, it's actually so powerful. And I've seen so many stories where people will update and being like, I left. I did it. Yeah. And that is like so amazing. Mm. Yeah. Online communities can really accomplish some powerful things. Yeah. It's really valuable. And it's like, okay, you know how sometimes the people in your circle have not been in that situation? Mm. So when they give you advice, in your mind you're like, oh, but they don't know how it feels like, right? Right. But when you go on an online community like this and there's thousands of people commenting, there are going to be multiple people who are in your position or who have been in your position yeah and can give you advice from that perspective so it's much more meaningful absolutely so, or like yeah. with the people in your life like you might be like oh like i don't know timmy always mm. judges the guys i'm with so mm. like he's just doing that about this guy too yeah yeah whatever but like these people online literally don't know you exactly like they have no reason to lie to you or i mean obviously there's gonna be trolls and there are like i'm sure there were on this post as well Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's really sweet to see like the rallying that happens yeah the internet is great isn't it it is it is (laughs) Uh, it's also terrible (laughs) yeah yeah i I really hope op is able to get out of this i actually yeah let me check if there's an update okay for sure um no it doesn't look like They've updated and they've actually deleted the post oh. since. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, hopefully. They deleted the post? Yeah. Hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, they were able to leave or like tell their friends about it or yeah. they're getting some support. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it literally takes something as stupid as like pink eye to like yeah. have that kind of wake up call moment. I mean, she posted about it, which means she knows that something's off. Yeah. True. Um. And that's like the first step. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. You can't ignore all of those comments. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, well, I know we said this was our last story and it is. It is. Uh, except for our obsessions. Yeah. We forgot about that. We forgot about our obsessions. <laughs> Why don't you go first this time? Uh, okay. My obsession this week is the Twin Flames docuseries on netflix Ooh, okay that's been on my list for a minute yeah okay so if you don't want me to ruin anything about it you can go ahead and skip forward if you want to come back for my obsession yes please (laughs) um basically it centers around this couple Mm -hmm. that essentially forms a cult telling people that Uh follow them that they have one person in the world that is for them and that is their twin flame Okay. okay And this couple tells them exactly who that twin flame is. So, for some of them, it's their abusive ex. Oh, no. For some of them, it's a random guy who messaged you on Facebook. Okay. And they'll be like, that's your twin flame. Okay, sorry. Just keep going and then I'll ask. Okay. Well, okay. Ask your question now because I want to go into, like... Okay. Yeah. Do they, like, when they meet the person who wants to know who their twin flame is do they literally say like "Mm, i'm looking at you and your twin flame is john smith from greenland and you're like oh my god that's my ex or do they like 
get your history and you say like who all yeah. you've dated and everything. They're like, oh yeah, number three, yes. he was the one. Yes, it's okay. more so like they obviously don't know shit. Okay, <laughs> you okay. know they ask you about your like past and whatever, okay. let you talk about your relationships, and then they'll be like, that's your twin flame though. You have to go get it, get them back. You have to make it work no matter what. And one part Ew. that's really, really disturbing. Yeah. Okay. Is they start going into this discussion about masculine and feminine selves. Mm-hmm. Every relationship has a masculine and a feminine. Okay. okay. They start pairing people in their cult. Being like, oh, this is your twin flame. Mm-hmm. The majority of people who follow them are women. Also, okay. straight women. Okay. But they, they're pairing a woman and a woman. Okay. And saying, you're masculine, you're feminine. Uh-huh. And then the masculine one is pressured to transition. No way. Mm-hmm. And... A couple of them did like fully transition. That's what only because of this. Like they are yes. not trans. Like they're no, or maybe they might have been. Okay, but like no, like it, it was very random. It was like, oh, you're the masculine. You're and, and they you're were the just feminine. so brainwashed that they were like, I yes. am the masculine. Yes, they believed it. They're like, oh, like I'm gonna try to embrace this part of me now. Wow, that's so wild. Because the whole point of you know, if you are trans mm-hmm. and you're transitioning, you're choosing to do that for yourself. Yeah. Right? And you're becoming who you were always meant to be. Yeah. But this is forcing them it's someone into else a telling path. you. Exactly. It's someone else telling you to be something that you're not. That's really harmful, especially because like the right wing loves to talk about oh if you do this you'll regret it like this is not an epidemic of like <clears throat> it's less than, forcing people to transition it's, it's literally not yeah. and like only less than one percent of people who transition regret their oh decision. yeah this is so gross it's so sad. but I, I almost i'd be really curious to like see if any of those like fox news pundits mm-hmm. have picked up this documentary as like a c the thing is like the cult is yeah. based in Christianity. Oh. Twisted Christianity. Yeah, yeah, right? of course. Like the the main guy, Jeff, yeah. who's um Dude, part it's of the always couple. a Jeff. It's always a Jeff. He basically <laughs> Comment he, if your name is Jeff and you're not a cult leader. <laughs> please. Um, we'd love to see that. <laughs> but he basically says that he is Jesus. A lot of cult leaders, they will take a form of God. Yeah. They'll be like, oh no, I am God now. Yeah, he's just like, I'm Jesus. Yeah, Jeff, he's like, Jeff's I am is. Jesus. Jeff's is. Mm-hmm. Jeffus. Jeff, Jess. Jeffus? Jeff. Jeffus. Jeez, Jeff. Jeffus. Jeffus. <laughs> Sorry, this is like very heavy. Okay. Yeah, but, okay, I, that's, that, that was just my obsession. Like, uh, this weird-ass docuseries of a cult and um, how these normal people, these normal intelligent people get sucked into yeah. this kind of life. That's the scariest thing is, like, yeah. everyone wants to be like, oh, I'm too smart to join a cult. I would yeah. never do – or, like, victim blame the cult. I'm like, yeah. dude, literally anyone, yes. anyone can fall into a cult. Mm-hmm. That is the scariest thing ever. Like, yeah. think about Scientology. Yeah. The people who get sucked into Scientology a lot of times have money and power yes. already. Yeah. And they still get sucked into it. Exactly. It can touch anyone. And when you're that deep in a cult – 
you do things that you would never do yeah if you weren't in it did you ever read about or hear about the nexium cult i don't think so no oh that one was absolutely wild really yes okay i'll do my reading about it and talk about it more but if you haven't no i'm not gonna say that i say that every time i never talk about it um (laughs) i'll see okay nexium was like Mm -hmm. actually wild i'm not gonna get too into it definitely look into it Mm -hmm. um but essentially it was like it started off kind of Scientology-ish of, like, this is, like, self-improvement. Like, it was very, mm. like, therapy-adjacent. Yeah. You know, like, well, we're we're bettering ourselves and, like, the planet somehow. And it turned into, like, at the very highest level, like, a sex cult where people were getting, like, branded Ooh. with the initials of, like, the leader. And he was very much, oh like, God. a godlike figure. And it was really intense. But some of the people who got sucked into that were, like, extremely, like, well-off intelligent Mm. like there was this one girl who was like the daughter of like a princess or something like it it went it went very high up that's crazy to me yeah and people still get sucked in it's really scary so it's not just the vulnerable no i almost (laughs) i almost joined a cult no i didn't almost join a cult but i this actually transitions me to my weekly obsession Mm -hmm. which is mlms uh okay basically marketing basically a cult fully a cult yes (laughs) um which preys upon those actually do prey upon vulnerable people Mm -hmm. like one thousand percent intentionally but the the reason this is my obsession right now is because last week i went to the eye doctor Mm -hmm. and after my appointment i was like my tummy's rumbling a little bit i I forgot to eat breakfast because i was like running out the door Mm -hmm. there's this shop right next to the eye doctor that seems interesting Mm. i'm not gonna say the name but it has like a health we'll call it like green paradise okay like it's very much health food coated okay um and you know it didn't have any pictures of smoothies on the windows or anything Mm. it wasn't screaming smoothie place but you could see inside and you could see a bar and like a couple of pictures of cups on the windows so or on the on the walls Okay. So I was like, this is a smoothie place. Mm-hmm. As soon as I walk in, the person at the counter, mm-hmm. I'm going to change all the names, but the person at the counter goes, hi, hello, hi, I'm Jessica. So nice to meet you. What's your name? I was like, hi, I'm Emily. And she was like, well, welcome. How did you, what brings you here? How did you find out about us? And I was like, oh, my eye doctor's next door. I just walked in. She's like, okay, well. All we are a uh, health and fitness club that also provides smoothies. So uh, most of our clients come in and they get a smoothie and they also get a iced tea and they also get an aloe vera shot. Okay. And I was like, okay, do you have a menu? Like I wasn't ready to be put off yet. I was like, there's just like, they're really happy. Okay. So I asked for a menu and she's like, certainly, certainly. She gives me the menu. I'm looking over it. No prices anywhere, by Ooh. the way. So I'm reading the menu. Another girl comes out from the back. Hi. Oh, my gosh. Hello. What's your name? Hi. I'm Jimica. <laughs> I ran out of names already. <laughs> Let's Jimica. say Erica. Okay. Jimica. <laughs> no, we'll go with it. Hi, I'm Jimica. <laughs> so Jimica Dang. walks in from the back. And she's also doing the whole, like, hello, how'd you find out about us? Like, super happy to see me. And I was like, you guys are so 
fully buying into this. I'm like, right. we love a neighborhood mm. local mom and pop. Like I was like, you guys are so friendly. This is uh-huh. great. I'm looking over the menu. Jimica hands me a drink. And she's like, here's your aloe vera shot. What flavor of tea do you want? Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, I didn't actually order anything yet. And I uh-huh. don't actually know how much this costs. Yeah. But like, I'm here already. She already handed it to me. How much could this possibly cost? Like, uh-huh. I'm in LA. I'm getting a smoothie. I'm already aware that it's going to be about $10. So it's like, I've, I've already committed. Like, whatever. I'm just going to. I should have asked how much it was. It's All right. fine. Okay. She gives me the aloe vera shot. She starts preparing my tea. I tell her I want peach. Mm-hmm. As this is happening, what did I name her? Jessica? Jimica. No, no. Jimica's one of them. Jessica. Oh, Jessica. The first the one. Day, yeah. She's like asking me what kinds of flavors I want. Anyway, mm-hmm. I choose this like mango chamoy tahin flavored smoothie. While she starts preparing it, mm-hmm. someone else comes out from the back mm-hmm. and he's like, hi, I'm Jim. <laughs> Jim. <laughs> Jessica, Jimica, and Jim. <laughs> really leaning in on the Their names James. weren't quite so culty. I would have been. That would have been an immediate red flag. Um, so Jim comes out from the back and he's like, "Hello," and like does the whole thing again. And he's. I realize now he was distracting me. Okay. While Jessica was over there preparing my quote unquote smoothie. Okay. There were no fruits. There were no fruits in this oh. shop. She reaches under the counter and starts just scooping powders into a blender. Okay. Then I start to process what's going on a little bit more while Jim is trying his best to distract me and asking me where I live and what do I do for a living and like all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that there are all these containers Mm -hmm. of powder along the wall Mm. and they all are turned so that you can only see the back of the container, Mm. like the, the nutrition facts, but you can't see the brand. Right. I'm like, this white and green container. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Only later process that that is the colors of an Herbalife container. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also only later process that Jimica was wearing a pin that said, ask me how to lose weight. Also didn't catch that until later. There was a lot happening, okay? Okay. There was like a huge sensory experience. You were just going in for a smoothie. I was just trying to get a smoothie and I ended up with this thing. Anyway, to make a long story short, she finally gives me the smoothie. It was $15. Okay. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> not fine. I was kind of like, <gasps> okay, but that's my fault for not asking, right? Yeah. I take out my card and Jessica's like, oh, we just need you to like put in your contact information. So like your name, your address, your email address, mm. your phone number. It's just like for receipt purposes. That is um, weird. Yeah, because like California, am I right? Like. They just really want to make sure that, like, we're actually selling products because they keep getting on us saying that, like, we're not selling things and they want to know if this is a legitimate business. Ha ha ha. So funny. California. Am I right? And I was like, oh, like, yeah, sure. okay." So I, like, put in my stuff Mm -hmm. and I see at the bottom it said, like, name of coach who referred you. And I was like, what's this? And she's like, oh, just leave that blank. It's like, okay. So I did that and I left and it was fine. And no one said anything else about like, join us or anything. That was the end of that. It was legitimately disgusting. It was the most disgusting thing I've ever tasted. It was so nasty. It tasted like sweet chalk. It was so gross. I drank it all because it was $15 and I was going to drink it all. I had the worst bowel movement of my entire life multiple times that day. 
like I it truly just cleared me out it was so nasty I don't think I've been the same since oh my god so anyway I went home I did some research Mm. I looked at their reviews and turns out it's a front for Herbalife yeah an MLM Mm -hmm. I didn't know that you could open a smoothie shop where you sell smoothies made out of Herbalife powders I didn't know that either. Yeah. So I started doing research. Mm-hmm. This is a thing. Herbalife got sued a really long time ago, as many MLMs have gotten yeah, sued, yeah. because their products allegedly, 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 allegedly made people have like kidney and liver failure, allegedly. So they went away for a while and then they allegedly came back. And now their members can open smoothie shops uh-huh. but they're not allowed to call them smoothie shops they're not allowed to have any markings on the windows or doors yeah. that call them smoothie shops yeah their title has to be extremely generic and something like green paradise mm-hmm. when you walk in they have to tell you that this is not a smoothie shop it is a social and fitness club also everyone who works there doesn't actually work there they're not okay. paid employees okay everybody who works there is the downline of the owner who of the store who's their upline and all of them are usually that when they start working there they rent their products Mm -hmm. from their upline to be able to make enough money to pay their upline back so that they can start buying their own products which they then sell to you yeah so they're only making money based on how much smoothie powder they sell that day and of course how many people they can get to sign up for herbalife oh my god yeah that is so wild. So they have to say that it's mm-hmm. a social club, a social fitness club. They're not allowed to call it a smoothie store. Okay. They can't put any Herbalife things on the windows or like visible from the outside. They're not mm. even allowed to have a welcome sign, which is like very specific and oh. weird. But essentially they can't do anything that makes it seem like they're particularly trying to recruit okay. customers from the outside to come into their smoothie shop. Okay. Because it's not a smoothie shop, which is why they're all like, how did you hear about us? Uh... And what's more, they're not even allowed to sell smoothies. What? So they didn't sell me a smoothie. The $15 that I paid was not me paying for my smoothie. It was not me paying for my combo. It was me, unbeknownst to me, paying a daily membership fee of $15 to use their social club one day only. And in exchange, as a perk for being a one-day member of their social club, I got a smoothie combo. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That is so (laughs) gross. So, like, they didn't even sell me any product. Like, they that's how they operate. And now they have my contact info. It's so crazy. That's so sneaky. You know, have you... Just like your freaking Herbalife situation. Um, there's that one hair care brand. Monat? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It literally burned people's scalps. Yeah. I've had multiple <laughs> hunbats hun- hun- <laughs> hun- bots come up to me. Jimica. Trying to, yeah, Jimica tried to sell me on mm. Monat too. Yeah. yeah. New skin. And it's the similar thing where you, you're not supposed to say the name of it. Yeah. When you're talking about it. You're not mm. supposed to show the name of it. Like you just have to show the bottle. It's so it's so weird. I don't even understand that. Like how is that legal? But also like why are they not allowed to show the name? 
Mm, I don't know. Maybe it's like bad press. Like maybe enough mm. people now associate Monat with like bad products. Yeah. And it being an MLM that they're just oh. like, I sell shampoo. I did have a friend who got into Monat. I had another friend who got into New Skin. And both of them would like really shy away from using the name. Yeah. And be like, yeah. I, and it's always the language of like, I am a business owner. Yep. I've like bought my time back. Like it's yeah. so nice to like live on my own. Did you know that the average, not even the average, I think something like 90% of people in MLMs never turn a single bit of profit. Really? Like never, ever. 90%. I will look this up. Hold on. Yeah, just looked it up. According to research at the FTC, 99% of recruited sellers lose money in an MLM venture. That means just 1% turn a profit. Oh. So the upline of the upline of the upline of the upline of the upline is the only person actually making money. And they're and making they it make off of lot. you. They make a lot. Yeah, they, they make, make like millions. But that's 1%. And everyone else is making like $1, then they're losing their money. Damn. It's so crazy. And and it's crazy how many people actually like still get sucked into it. Yeah. And honestly, honestly, like saying this, like to not sit in my ivory tower here, I've thought about it for half a second. Like mm. there was a time right at the beginning of the pandemic, mm-hmm. I wasn't working. Yeah. And I was starting to get really desperate. And yeah. one of my friends got into an MLM. Yeah. And she was pitching it to me. I'm fully aware of what an MLM is. Yeah. I've made fun of MLMs for yeah. years. I'm like, I would never do that. How could you do that? There was a moment where I was like, okay, but I'm smart. Like, I could be the one person. Like, I could put aside my pride. Like, I'm really desperate right now. Like, maybe it would go well for me and I could just make enough money to be able to get back on my feet and then I'll get out. I had that thought for, like, 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, no, girl, that's crazy. That's what everyone says. Yeah. But, like, it's totally a reasonable thought to have for a second. Right. Everyone is like the protagonist in their own story. Everyone says like, okay, but maybe I could do it. And the way it's fed to you Mm -hmm. is like, oh, I'm a business owner. You know, I have I make my own time and blah, blah, blah. It makes you think like, oh, like maybe I can do this. Maybe I can be really good at it. And they exude a type of confidence, even if they're making nothing, even Mm -hmm. if they're losing all their money. Yeah. They exude a type of confidence that makes you want to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, this seems like a good choice for me. Even though it's really not. It's so crazy. It's yeah. crazy how many MLMs there are too. Like thousands of them. And yeah. they all sell like different products. Some of them are like well-known mm-hmm. companies. Like I just found out that. Um, what is that brand called? Los, Los Aten. I do not speak French. Mm. It's like a very well-known French skincare brand. Okay. Los Aten on Provence. Something like that. Mm. They're very expensive. Very well-known. They're sold mm-hmm. at like Sephora, Ulta. They are not an MLM, but they have an MLM branch. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Also, the body shop, uh-huh. not an MLM, has an MLM branch as, as well. Interesting. Yeah, like a lot, a lot, a lot. Mm. And then like going back to like the Mary Kay girls and like yeah. All May, right? Yeah. Those are MLMs. Yeah. And those are like, I think you can buy All May in stores, no? You used to be able to. Yeah. I don't know about now, but. Um, I remember my mom used to sell Alme. Really? Yeah, back in the day, like, when MLMs were first kind of mm. sprouting, you know? Yeah. Um, But we didn't even, I don't think we even had a term for them back then. Yeah, I yeah. can imagine it was way easier to get sucked into before. It was also easier to sell back then. I think mm. my mom did turn a profit. Okay, I but, can see that. Yeah, but it just wasn't, like, 
worth the time for her, yeah. so she stopped. Um, but now it's just so saturated that no one can really make a profit out of it. And I think people are so hip to it of, like, mm-hmm. however many people – like. I think probably be when your mom was selling all night, she was able to tell her friends about it and they'd yeah. be like, yeah, that does sound like a good business venture. Yeah. Now I think if you reached out to a hundred people, maybe one of them would say, okay, that's interesting. And everyone else would like make fun of you for being in an MLM. Yeah, exactly. So that's a lot harder. Exactly. Like, no one's going to buy your product. Yeah. I do think they must be on the, on their way out. Like there's no way this is going to keep going. Right. Everyone knows now. I don't know. The thing is, okay, going back to the Twin Flames. Yeah. They ho- they made a whole docu-series on it, exposed them big time. Yeah. They're still expanding. The cult no, is still it still expanding. exists. It's still expanding. Oh, my God. More people are still joining. <laughs> that's crazy. So, um... Again, that's like Scientology, too, right? Exactly. Tom Cruise. These is... things don't go away. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Cruise is a whole maniac. Tom, allegedly. I, I hate him. Yeah, I hate, I hate everything too. about him. He's literally disgusting, allegedly. He's such a weirdo. And yeah, allegedly. Oh, well, I just I'm like I don't I don't know too much about the law. Yeah. <laughs> like it's all alleged. All everything we have said is alleged. Uh, but no, like Scientology fully got exposed like uh-huh. many times over. Mm-hmm. And people still will go to see the newest Tom Cruise movie, right? Yeah. Exactly. It's it's weird. Like these things have a way of sticking. Yeah. Because there's always going to be desperate people looking mm. for hope. Yeah. And they find it in the easiest places. Yeah, and they feed off of that. Oh, mm. so gross. Yeah. Well. That was a nice conversation. Yeah, that was a joint obsession. Yeah. I had like a tag team obsession there. That was I fun. That. Um, on that note, should we wrap up? Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you had a great time listening to us. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Stay safe. Mm -hmm. Try not to join a cult, please. Please. And, um, you know, sleep tight. Don't let the bed buds bite. Don't let (laughs) them. Or gill bubbies. Or the gill gill bubbies. Yeah. Don't let them bite either. Yeah. They carry diseases. Yeah. For sure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Gill steedy. okay we need to go to bed (laughs) good night y'all don't let us bite please bye bye